This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host... Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you? I'm doing great. Joining us today, uh, our golf. Uh, uh, we've, we haven't had you for a while, Sean. We've missed you. Uh, but uh, you and I have been chatting from time to time. Of course, we're yeah. talking about Sean Clement. Sean is, of course, uh, one of Canada's great golf teachers, one of the, one of the world's great internet golf teachers. Uh, you can find him at wisdomandgolf.com. You can find him on YouTube under Clemshaw, I believe, and also at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Uh, and uh, I'm certainly going to be talking golf because golf was in the news this week. No uh, kidding. <laughs> for, uh, for, the, for one reason and one reason only, the return of the Tiger. We're yeah. certainly going to be chatting about that at the lower end of the hour. In the middle of the hour, there's a huge, huge, huge soccer game event coming up in Toronto this coming Saturday. TFC in in a uh, replay. I won't, Let's not call it a replay, but a rematch. Hopefully not a replay. No, not. Uh, but a rematch of last year's game. They're, of course, going up against the Seattle Sounders, and uh, it's it's uh, we're about six days away from that game, and the buzz is really starting on that one already. We want to certainly chat about that. We'll be talking to Ca- Canadian Soccer Hall of Famer Carmine Marcantonio. So uh, we'll be chatting TFC at the uh, middle of the show. Uh, that's uh, And uh, we want to have a little uh, little recap of, of the week, Naz. Um, let's go back. We had a great show last Sunday. Uh, it, was, it was certainly a thrill to have Peter Martin in studio. And, um, you know, Peter Martin... Uh, Almost, I almost got the sense he was getting a little emotional when we were talking about the 1971 game. And uh, but the Argos, the Argos pulled it out. They're great Cup champions, and what a phenomenal, what a phenom- phenomenal football game! Ness. It was a great football game. Two touchdowns over 100 yards. One on a uh, fumble return to tie the game, and. The other one uh, on a pass reception. Great game. Absolutely terrific game. Yeah, and we talked about last last week, we talked to Joe Theismann, uh, talked to Andrew Shear, not about the 71 team, but about the CFL in general. Uh, but we talked to Theismann, we talked to Peter Martin about the 1971 team. And um, that team, there's still a certain... Um, Regret. You almost got to regret that they lost that game on that Leon McCoy fumble, and they, uh, and of course, the the Harry Apoff's kicking the ball out of bounds on the punt, which people sort of don't talk about. But here's the the irony, the ultimate irony. Forty six years later, Toronto Calgary, and the most important play in the game is a fumble. And it's near and the end all, of the game. It goes all the way for a TD. goes all the way for a TD. 
we lost, Toronto Argos lost, you know, 71, still left a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths. And 46 years later, the most, and take a look at the, the, the symbolism, 71, 17. Just reverse the numerals <laughs> and reverse the fumbles. And reverse the results. Uh, that was a much bigger fumble, though, the Calgary one, for sure. Leon's doesn't compare to that one. Well, That's pretty uh, pretty bad. Yeah, certainly, uh, except, you know what, the game, uh, you know, the, that fumble absolutely turned, I mean, that fumble doesn't happen, the Argos yeah, don't win the game. Sure. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, Calgary's down there, and, you know, and, and, and one of the Calgary players, I can't remember his name, uh, you know, threw the, the player that fumbled under the bus by heavily criticizing him after the game. Uh, you know, in that situation, you just you just hang on to the ball. Um, you know, but that's sports, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> that Larry Tannenbaum received the trophy and he could receive the FC one. And it's a big he, year he, for Larry. He, he, he would receive the, <laughs> the Leafs one. He would receive the Leafs one, too, well, and, well, uh, and the Raptors. So well, yeah, you never I, know. Yeah, he's, he could be a part of a lot of He could be a part of a lot we of history. We hope Larry Tannenbaum's involved go, in every Larry, presentation. Go, Larry, <laughs> go. Uh, so you know, I mean, when, when they receive the Stanley Cup, it would, you know, I mean, uh, I, I, is it the owner that takes the Stanley Cup or the general manager? I'm well, trying to think of that. Usually, it's it was Mike. It, Mike was it? Mike Gellich was always on the ice with I, the yeah, Detroit. But I think Tannenbaum is the guy. In all, in all well, he's he's the, he's the representative of the he's ownership the group, no question. And uh, you know, uh, you know, let's send him some lucky charms. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> go, Larry. Go. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I uh, just wanted to wrap up our uh, Toronto Argo discussion. And uh, it was a thrill of a game. It was a thrilling ending. It's what the CFL is all about. You know, do I feel sorry for Calgary fans? You know, two years in a row, they literally did have the best team in the league. Uh, absolutely not. I don't, I don't shed any tears for them whatsoever. Uh, just retribution for something you stole from us 46 years ago. And that's the CFL. Last year was the Ottawa Red Blacks. And the best team doesn't always necessarily win. And the the important, uh, you know, the question on a go-forward basis for the Toronto, Argonaut, Toronto Argonauts is how much of this can they take forward into the, into the next season? How much of this can they use to increase their fan base, to increase? I mean, their attendance wasn't uh, very good this year, to be quite frank. Um, but is there gonna is this gonna carry over? And you know that's what you like to see because, you know, and Naz, I know you you've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people watch the Great Cup. The TV numbers were five point nine million right. for that game. Five point nine. A lot of people watch the Great Cup that didn't watch the Argos during the regular season, um, and they did watch the Great Cup. They saw a fantastic game. They saw some Argo talent. Saw some personality out there. Hopefully that translates into su- to some uh, some increased attendance figures for the Toronto Argonauts next year. I think they'll have more people watching next year, for sure. You a football fan, Sean? Yeah, used to be. <laughs> Who's your team in the old days? Um, are you talking about uh, CFL? Amer- CFL? Yeah. Oh, I'm from Montreal. So, so you're an Alouette guy. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, well, we won't hold that against you, Sean. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Naz. Uh, it was a big day 
in U.S. college football. And Naz is, uh, you know, I usually— We're praying Alabama <laughs> gets in, but I think they will. Uh, if you're—I if you're, mean, we're on the radio. We're also live streaming on uh, on www.zoomeradio.ca. And Naz, uh, you know, he's wearing his Alabama cap this uh, this morning, Naz. And— um, um, Roll yeah, Tide. The, I, I believe they announced the, uh, of course, in college football in the States now, they've gone, it's been, been been a few years now, but in the recent past, they've gone to the college football playoff system. They just, in the old days, they just to use the ratings guys, whoever the number one and the number two teams played, they'd play in the national championships. Sometimes in the old days, didn't even work that way. I mean, you just, certain teams went to certain bowls and that was it, and They'd come in and they'd rate the teams and you'd have a controversy. And they decided they were going to create the college football playoff. And now the college football playoff uh, has created its own level of controversy, of course. Uh, but let's, let's, let's analyze where this thing is at. Uh, there's three teams that appear to be locks to get into the college foot, into the final four, as they call it. Uh, Clemson, clear cut, number one. Oklahoma. Uh, clear cut number two, Georgia. Uh, where, where was Georgia ranked before the game six? Um, that's a good question. I, I'm not so sure Georgia is a lock. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I my guess is the uh, because they they are the SEC champions. I don't think they're a lock. Uh, well, yeah, the, you, yeah, you might you might be right, Naz. I I'm you know they might not be a lock, but I would be surprised if they don't make it through because there's going to be um, how you put. And here's the dilemma for here's the dilemma for the voters. How do you not put the SEC champion in? Uh, Georgia laid a you know they they pretty well manhandled Auburn uh, yesterday. Although they had lost, they lost significantly to Auburn earlier in the year, but they they had in in the SEC championship game. I think it was in Atlanta. Was it the Mercedes Benz Stadium there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been there, right, Ness? No, not Atlanta. Not okay. Yeah, Alabama, yes. Yeah, so uh, they beat, they win the SEC, which is the toughest conference in the entire nation. I mean, I mean, let's be frank. Uh, more good teams playing the SEC than anywhere else in the U.S. Um, they win that game. Alabama lost uh, significantly, you know, to Auburn a couple of weeks back. Uh, so how do you jump? How do you jump Alabama in there over Georgia? That's a tough stretch. Yeah, With all were, due respect they, for Alabama, here's the thing though: they, the were, issue, they the were ranked issue. sixth, Georgia, yeah. and Alabama was ranked fifth. Yeah. So if it goes up by by the numbers, and it ne- but it never does because a ch- because a conference. Where was Auburn going into the game? Two. Auburn was two. Yeah. And and Georgia handled Auburn. But these are all the discussions. They sit around the table and they figure it out. So I'm I'm going to think that Georgia is going to make it through, and then it's a it's a, it's a battle between Ohio State and Alabama. Um, mm-hmm. I I've read a couple of overnight reports where there's a case they can make a case for either team. Personally, I think Alabama, in a one-game shot against any team in the country, I think they'd be a favorite. I think they'd you put a, they'd be the betting favorite against so, so, anybody. So what they're what you're saying is that Alabama is the best team, and how can you I, not have I Alabama? Don't, in the yeah, I, I I don't disagree. It's just it's just the way that the games are played. To you know, uh, you know, it depends when you lost the game. I mean, the reality is, if you're going to lose a game or a couple of games, lose them early in the year. Don't lose them late in the year. Win a conference championship, uh, and you increase your odds. 
the case for Ohio State, um, they're the Big Ten champions. They've won one of the most important conferences in the entire country. Uh, two losses. And they, they lost. They got blown out by Oklahoma. They got blown out by Iowa. If I was voting, I'd vote for Alabama. I would. I, I, and if I, was, if I was a betting man and I put up Alabama against Georgia, Oklahoma, or Clemson in a one-game shot on uh, January 8th or whenever it is, I, I'd put my money on Alabama. Based, based on, the, on the numbers I see, I see uh, number one going to Clemson, number two to Oklahoma, number three to Alabama, and number four to Georgia. And Ohio State would be fifth. Yeah. Based on the fact that Ohio State was ranked eighth going into the game, I cannot see them jumping to fourth or third. Yeah. So that's where I see it. Uh, I I agree with you, except on one on I I got it I got it almost the same, a little bit different. I got Clemson, and, and it does make a difference whether you're third or fourth because then depend yeah, depending they do rank them because then uh, depend the second two First plays place three four. and one plays four, yeah. so right. it does make a difference. Right. Clemson one, Oklahoma two. Georgia three, Alabama four. That's what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing a repeat of last year's incredible national championship game in the first semifinal, Clemson and Alabama, uh, Oklahoma Georgia. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, I, I'm seeing this one as Alabama and Oklahoma in the uh, in 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 the final, but we'll we'll chat about that as we go what along. What a game that would be. Anyways, wow. it was uh, it's. Uh, Quick, uh, quick, uh, one or two minutes on the Leafs. Uh, Leafs out played swing their best out west. Game, played their best game of the, on the road trip and lost last night two one. They were better last night than they were on uh, Thursday, and they were better than they were on Tuesday. But, so, but over, how do you figure? Yeah, but uh, you know, well, how do I figure? Hot goalie. That's what it they comes down to. They couldn't beat them last night. It's just, yeah, it just you games. know they played well, but they, overall, they really well. Overall, uh, historically, uh, you go out west and you win two out of three. Uh, in most in most years, you would consider that a success. So, um, you know, it would have been nice to sweep. They didn't, but uh, two out of three out west is never a bad thing. But as a Leaf fan, you're always disappointed <laughs> when they lose now. Well, before, they can't. You know before, what? Before, in, in the old days, it was automatic they would lose, right? Uh, you can't go 82-0. You, you feel you know? bad when they lose a game. Uh, that's, no, but that's, that's, that's a good that's, thing. That's a good thing, yeah. Uh, expectations have changed. Oh, they sure have. Expectations sure. change. We're we're bumping up against you know, but you know you look through the you look through the NHL and um, Tampa Tampa is uh, you know up until last night's game they were only one point ahead of the Leafs mm-hmm. and you know there's all kinds of teams you know a couple of teams at the bottom Arizona Buffalo you know a couple I may have buried Montreal too early yeah you or... buried them too early because they're back in the thick of the playoff and that's the NHL nowadays. Wow. It's uh, I wouldn't Ottawa call it goes media. on a seven-game losing streak. Montreal yeah. comes back and wins six in a row. You just yeah. don't know. That's that's you know what you get on a hot streak. You get a hot goalie, and uh, you know, and uh, that that's the NHL nowadays. So uh, certainly, uh, I think it was a successful uh, tour out west for the Leafs and uh, motivated to uh, 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 rest of December. Hopefully, we can get another winning streak. Anyways, we're going to talk some TFC. Right after this break, we'll be right back with Canadian Soccer Hall of Famer Carmine Marcantonio. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville unveiled the new Pizzaville app. Order your Pizzaville favourites right on your cell phone. Unlike other apps, with the Pizzaville app, you can also pay for your order. It's fast and secure. Unlike my half-brother Raul, who's slow and, since the accident with his elevator shoes, very insecure. 
Download your free Pizzaville app today from the Apple App Store or Google Play. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto, we're also on 96.7 FM, live streaming on the internet www.zoomerradio.ca. You go there, type it in on your iPad, you can see Naz with his Alabama hat on. Anyways, we're pleased to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour uh, Canadian, Canadian Soccer Hall of Famer Carmine Marcantonio. Carmine, welcome back. How are you this morning? Yeah, um, hey, Walter, Walter, good morning. Do we have you? Uh, you still there? Oh, we got a bad connection. Uh, Carmen, are you with us? Sebastian. Walter. Yeah, I know we've got a, we got a bad connection. Sebastian, you may have to, may have Walter. to. Yeah. Is that better? Can you hear us? Uh, Sebastian, this isn't working. You may want to, uh, you may want to hang it up and try it again. Give it a, give it another shot. Anyways, uh, I'm sure we'll get Carmen back. He's probably just got to find us. Good place to get a good strong cell I my, phone. I have my Bills hat too for today, <laughs> Wally. You were saying about Alabama. We so you're the a, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, maybe too. you can you can switch the hat at and the break. They're going to give New England a hell of a go today. They're not going to. They probably won't win, but they're going to give them a good go. Well, you know, I was reading uh, reading about the Bills this week. What are they six and five? Uh, the, that that the shenanigans. Uh, I don't know what uh, what uh, what the coach was thinking. Uh, with Tyrod Taylor benching him and putting and putting the other guy in and he, five interceptions in the half and uh, um, but you know the Bills have the longest streak in the NFL for not being in the uh, in the playoffs but they're they're close so if they if they uh, 
you know they're they're in contention for a wild card, so the next couple of weeks will be very important. Unfortunately, they got to play they got to play the Patriots twice. Yeah, so they, they, uh, they play Miami twice, which is good, and they play uh, Indianapolis. So. Anyways, I'm seeing a flashing on my screen. Uh, Sebastian, the uh, Carmine and Marc Antonio, are you with us? Yeah, Walter. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I lost the signal. I'm, yeah, I'm that's. That my friend, this is what happens when you do live radio. You yeah, know, you yeah, don't. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We end up having to talk about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> That's okay. It was a nice diversion. Uh, yes, both yes, both okay. Naz and I are huge Buffalo Bills fans. But so let's. Let's, uh, talk now, let's, talk let's talk. We got you. We got you. We we're back on track. We got a signal. We've got you connected, and we've got TFC, and we're getting excited, Carmina. Uh, it's uh, Saturday. The game, I believe, is Saturday down at BMO Field. It's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, it would be nice if we had a day like yesterday and today, and hopefully it doesn't get too cold. But uh, let's let's talk Turkey here, Carmina. Um TFC last year going into the into the into the final game, the 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 soccer bowl. Um, they sort of were on a were on a huge roll. They were very impressive. They were huge favorites last year. Um, and probably should have won the game, but sports is sports. Seattle did what they had to do. Didn't get a shot on net the whole game, but they managed to win it in 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 penalties. This year, the teams are going into the game a little bit differently. TFC struggled a little bit more in 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 the in the playoff game. Seattle seems to be coming in on a high. They blew out Houston. They uh, they blew out Vancouver. Um, how are you assessing this year's game? Yeah, uh, you, you're right. You hit it right on uh, on the nail there because I think Seattle is playing a, a lot better football than TFC is at, at the moment. And they're a better team, I think, than they were last year. I think last year on, on better condition because I was at the game, uh, it was it was cold. And uh, that's something that the, the league should revisit because playing in Toronto, some north, you know, northern city, northern of the hemisphere, it will be very difficult uh, in, in December. And hopefully, like you say, the weather is going to hold. Uh, if it was today or yesterday, it would be amazing football. But in, in conditions as they were last year, it, it was very difficult for TFC, that, you know, the attacking team, I think, the defensive team on condition like, uh, you know, with snow and cold like, like yesterday, last year, uh, there are a lot, um, you know, it's easier to defend than to attack. So I think this year um, it, w- it could be a harder test for TFC because they're up against uh, a team that uh, is in good form. Uh, but, you know, they're playing at home. If the conditions are decent, uh, I think they'll come up on top. I think I'm looking forward for Jovinko to wake up because he hasn't been himself, even though... With one any play, he could always uh, resolve the, the game and Altidore, like uh, Vasquez. Those are the key players, I think, uh, for TFC to come on top this this time around. Carmen, Seattle didn't have Clint Dempsey with him last year because he was hurt. He's back in the lineup. How much does he mean to Seattle? Yeah, you know, Cliff uh, Dempsey's uh, he's got a lot of experience. He's still uh, physically is a good player, technically and physically. So. I think that's another bonus. That's why I think Seattle is, is a better team than they were last year because of uh, you know Cliff Dempsey being being on in, in form. And uh, last year I think he was sick, but this year he's had a, a decent season. 
And but the key is, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a winning at the, a midfield. If uh, Brad has been a monster the whole season, I, I think he's a, he's the actual he's a leader of, of TFC, and he's playing on, on top of his game. And I think he's probably he probably would have admit Michael Bradley is playing the best football of his career, uh, at least for TFC. Not so much, I don't think. Not so much for unfortunately for the US, uh, you know. He, he, he wasn't as uh, influenced with the U.S. Uh, US uh, national team as he is with TFC. So uh, at, at the middle of the, of the park, I think with Vasquez and Bradley, Toronto uh, should come on top because those two, you know, they're clicking together with uh, uh, Osorio and, uh, you know, that he's having also a good season. If not Osorio, Marcio Delgado, is a good player, I think. In my mind, is is a, a midfield. Hopefully, Toronto FC is gonna is gonna come on top, and uh, Altador and uh, Jovingo they click very well together. And I think they're gonna have the game of the you know of their season, and uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll be on top. Uh, we're talking to Carmen and Marc Antonio, Canadian Soccer Hall of Famer. Carmen, I uh, got my trusty iPhone here. This. This morning, and I just checked the weather report for next Saturday, and it's going to be zero degrees during the day with the possibility of a few flurries and going down to minus seven at night. But the difference this year is there's, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the game is starting at four o'clock in the afternoon. Last year, they started at eight o'clock at night, and it was the wind chill was into the minus 10 last year. So the conditions. You know, if yeah. if the, if we if the flurries don't get excessive, the conditions will be a little bit warmer. But uh, what's it like? I mean, you mean you you've uh, you, you know you played soccer at the highest levels, and uh, what's the difference in a soccer game playing when it's sunny and twenty five degrees out Celsius, or playing in the dark in the snow at zero degrees? Tell us how what how that how does that change? A soccer game from a from a player's perspective, or even from a coach's perspective. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Walter. Last year, the problem last year, I, I think, for a soccer player was uh, kicking the ball because it was uh, it was so it was frozen. The balls were frozen outside, and and it's almost like kicking a nice ball, and it's not easy. And last year, I remember because of the, the Grey Cup that was played a week before in in Toronto, it was all the pitch was all sand and uh, that's why Jovingo had to come out because he was cramping up and you know it, it was an easy condition weather-wise but also the the pitch wasn't in good condition this year is gonna be if it's gonna be because it's uh, four o'clock during the day if like you're saying it's gonna be zero maybe hopefully it's gonna be above zero where the ball doesn't freeze so it's gonna be a lot easier to to kick the ball around and uh, and we know that those are two teams uh, this year, especially Seattle is very technical too. They got very Ladero midfield is Uruguayan. He's playing at the top of his game. So I think it's going to be between, you know, the midfield is going to win this game because they both have very stingy defenses. Uh, you know, Toronto uh, FC and Seattle, they're both very well, you know, playing good defensive uh, football. And uh, I believe that where the edge is going to be is going to be a midfield and the forward with uh, Jovinko and uh, and Altador, you know, clicking. Vasquez, we know what he could do. I mean, he distributes. He's, he comes from Barcelona, from the and the messy 
years where you know Messi and uh, and uh, Xavi and all the, all the top players. So he's got uh, technically and and his football brain is amazing. Vasquez. So th- those guys will make the difference. Uh, hopefully, uh, MLSC and uh, Terry Tannenbaum representing the ownership is, are gonna lift. A second trophy, I hope, uh, in, in a matter of, what, two weeks? We're hoping so it's four. <laughs> yeah, so that would be amazing for the city. I think it would be an amazing game. And uh, and uh, I'm very confident that TFC is going gonna, is gonna to pull it through. And I want to actually compliment uh, my good friend Bill Manning, the president, for, for doing an amazing job, the management and the ownership of TFC. Because, uh, you know, we, as soccer fans uh, getting excited in the last two years and having a team in the final you know back to back it's amazing for soccer football in in our country and in our city so it's an amazing time and hopefully we're gonna get the same thing with the, the Leafs and the, and then why not and the Raptors there's a we can have four championships why not we could dream we could dream and uh, it's not gonna be in the same calendar year but they could be in the, in the same season. So uh, it could happen. Uh, you, uh, we're hoping. You got a lot of excited <laughs> old guys here. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, I, I wouldn't say we're running out of time, but uh, we'll take any championship we can get at this stage. I'm curious. I was watching the game the other night, and I really don't like this tactic, but I know I understand why it's done. But playing back to the goalkeeper was yeah. so prominent in that game by Toronto it was kind of I was getting un, it was getting unnerving because I don't like it going back to the goalie so too many bad things can happen what do you think of that tactic well look the thing is uh, is um, you know it's possession and sometimes because the, the nowadays soccer football is so so the teams are so well prepared and there's a bunch of you know you got 10 players uh, all within um, you know, 20 yards of the ball, that there's very little time and space for the players to control and make their play. And sometimes the only solution to keep possession is back to the goalkeeper. It's much better than it used to be in the old days where the goalkeeper were able to, to pick it up with their hands. Now they become, when it's passed back, they become like any other player. they got to play with their feet. So a lot of the managers, like Guardiola with Manchester City, they want their goalkeeper to be as good technically with their feet as they are with their hands, and uh, because they're very an integral part of, of, of playing and keeping possession. Yeah. So it's a bit of a tactic. The only thing, if I were FIFA and if I were uh, the MLS, uh, the only thing is is because nowadays, you know, like you t- you take uh, the last game and you take even I was watching uh, Italy against Sweden, you know, teams tend to be more defensive and get behind the ball. When you get a wall, uh, like 10 players behind the ball, it's very difficult for attacking teams to penetrate. I would look at like hockey, pulling, like at my days, when I used to play in the NASL, we used to have the, almost like the blue line. We used to have a 30-yard blue line where the offside starts at the, at the, instead of starting at midfield, the offside line would be at the 30 yards. And uh, that would stretch the midfield and opens up, you know, the area where you know the attacking player would be able to uh, be able to be at 30 yards. So I would look at that as a solution to open up 
the game because nowadays, you know, teams are so well prepared tactically that for attacking teams, it's very difficult to penetrate. And I was watching... Uh, Kaimine, even, Kaimine, yeah. I'm going to have to interrupt. I apologize. But I really want I really want to... Fo- we're going to get you on the show again. I really want to follow up on, on that last point about, about opening up the game. I've, I've yes. been a big critic of the offside the way the offside rule is structured in soccer. But that's that's a bit debate for another day. We've got to move on. We've got Sean Clement in studio. We've got to talk some golf. And I know I know I want you to listen in, Kyle Minute, because I know you're a big golfer too. Oh, so uh, so Sean Sean's got some important stuff he wants to talk about this morning. So <laughs> when you when you get off the line you may want to listen in because I know oh, for you, sure, you for sure. Good to see Tiger back in the game. <laughs> it, it is. Very exciting in golf too. Anyways, Kyle Minute, we're gonna let you go in in Five seconds or less prediction for the game this Saturday. Well, I said TFC this time. Hopefully, we'll have some goals. I would say two-one TFC. Thanks so much, Carmen and Marc Antonio, uh, Canadian Soccer Hall of Famer, and uh, TFC is a big game. People are getting excited, and I'm also getting excited about talking golf and talking Tiger and talking all things golf with Sean Clement. We'll be right back with Sean after our break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced that you can get a three-topping party pizza with 24 slices for just $24. It's perfect for large groups on a budget, like staff meetings, sports teams, or special ops units. So before you break down any doors, get a three-topping party pizza with 24 square slices for just $24. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. Bridge. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. It's time to start talking some golf and we have joining us in studio uh, this morning, uh, Sean Clement. Gentlemen. Sean, uh, we've missed you. <laughs> missed you too, uh, although man. we uh, we chat from time to time. Yes. You, 
did a little bit of work on my game this year that paid some dividends near You're the end of the year. Well, uh, man. We were working on that lag and working on uh, never hit the ball out of the sand better than I did late in the year. So I, I thank you for those tips. Pleasure. And uh, just so our listeners know, Sean Clement can be found at wisdomandgolf.com. Uh, it's one of the great, great internet golf sites in the world, and I, you know I mean that sincerely. Uh, Thank you. I mean I'm, a, you know I I I'm I, I'm familiar with almost every golf site that ever existed. Familiar with every golf instructional book that that ever existed. Uh, spent way too much time over the years trying to uh, perfect my swing. Of course, nobody ever perfects their swing, but uh, trying to make it better. And then and then I found you. Yeah. So. Uh, I've I've been a big fan of your co- of your uh, theories for a lot of different reasons. So to our listeners, if you're passionate about the game of golf or you want to become better at the game of golf, it's Sean Clement. It's at wisdomandgolf.com. It's at YouTube under Clem Shaw. Yeah, just just put in Sean Clement. It's Sean S H A W N. That's it. Uh, he's got the finest finest video material on the internet. It's great you, stuff. Man. It's produced in high definition. Sean uh, does it as good as anybody, and if you want to see Sean live, and you need some uh, need some work on your swing, he's at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center at Bathurst and Highway Seven That's in it. Richmond Hill. That's it. What have you been up to, Sean? Man, we've you know we're we're in the heart of our winter supervised practice sessions, uh, so uh, I just just enjoying my coaching tremendously these days. I have students uh, that have been with me since for twelve years now since I've been in Toronto. And it's just so awesome to see the evolution. And, uh, you know, I, I find myself looking at my little group of four. You know, I have, uh, we do groups of four every hour. And we see over 80 people a week in that little facility. And uh, it's nice to be able to just watch a student evolve. And that's why we call it supervised practice sessions because you see them make a mistake and you go, okay, hang on. I know what, I know they, they just figured it out and then they, they hit a, a wonderful shot afterwards. It's just wonderful to see them acquire a skill on their own. And that's the beauty of the game. Golf's in the news this week for obvious reasons. <laughs> you know, they say Tiger moves the needle. He's moving the needle in yeah, social I mean, media like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's he, crazy. It's, I mean, let, let's talk about Tiger. Um, he is it yep. when it comes to golf. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, he drives the needle, as you say. Uh, people are talking golf at a time of year where, pe- where you know, you're usually watching skins games and ex- charity exhibitions, and all of a sudden, I'm, 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 you know, I'm in my living room in my family room yesterday afternoon, grab my remote. I know. The I ma- got. What's Tiger up to? The majors are never, over. Never, never. And you know, over. and I don't even know. You yeah. know, and 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 this is a perplexing time of year for golf uh, because the the tour changed. Its annual schedule. Yeah. This used to be. Uh, they used to call it the, the 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 silly season in the golf scenes. That's what December used to be. Yeah. Basically, November December used to be the silly season. And now I don't know if we're at the start of the season or if we're at the end of the season. But we're in the PGA calendar now because they changed it. Mm-hmm. So this this tournament counts and it means something. And it's at uh, they call it the Hero Challenge. It's an yeah. invitational or, or whatever it is. Uh, and Tiger's in it. And, of course, you know, he hasn't played that much in the last two or three years. Yeah. Uh, but he just drives 
the oh. business of golf. I, I like, think he's like, swinging. I think he's swinging quite well. So let's well. let's yeah. talk about that yeah. uh, because he had two great days. Yep. And a so-so day yesterday. So, Sean, tell me the challenges that Tiger faces mm-hmm. to uh, to get his game to a point where perhaps he can win a Masters or a Major or, or be a consistent top 10 performer on the PGA Tour, considering the challenges that he's faced in the last couple of years. Well, I mean, you know, everybody talks about how how good he feels now. He's finally living pain-free, which is, you know, massive. I mean, that is an accomplishment in itself. And you just look at the way he's swinging. I think he's swinging very well. He's he's compressing the ball well. He's he's driving the ball well, and and that's very exciting. And the guy can score. It's just a matter of nip and tucking, you know, the the extremities where in his short game and and in his focus. And I think it's just it's just a matter of time before he gets his focus back. Um, the one of the you know one of the swings I saw yesterday in an analysis, and they said he got a little ahead of the ball and he blocked it a little to the right, and you could see that he lost his focus on that shot. He blacked out, and and when that happens, you're no longer focused on your target and delivering to your target. You're now focused on saving the furniture, and uh, and and that's where you see those those imperfections in the swing. So at Wisdom and Golf, what we do is, is we're huge on focus. If you don't have a flight plan for your shot and your setup doesn't match that flight plan, you're already behind the eight ball. And then it's a matter of staying on the task. Stay with that shot like a Top Gun, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, stay with that wingman. And, and that's where the focus comes in. He's got to have that laser focus, and he doesn't have it yet. Sean, the popularity of the Tiger is incredible. They, they started at 100 to 1 for the Masters at the beginning <laughs> of the week. The odds makers. The odds makers. And the odds makers are now 15 to 1 on Tiger. It's crazy, isn't it? But, uh, well. That's yeah. a little premature. And yeah, let's got, just say uh, that's just a little premature. But yeah. just how many people are watching? And there were 41 million Google hits on him Thursday. Yeah. That's and incredible. It would, it would be, um, um, you know, human beings are capable of of incredible redemption, yeah. right? And we all love a redemption story. And you know, if somebody, you know, uh, you know, he's obviously made mistakes in his personal life. I mean, let's be fair. Um, but human beings are capable of incredible forgiveness, yeah. and you know, and, and, and if, if Tiger comes back with a with a certain degree of, I don't know if he's ever going to be a humble man, but a contrite man, yeah. or well, everybody know, loves an underdog, plays, and now he's yeah, the underdog. He's the underdog. If he plays with the fans a little bit, if he becomes yeah. a little bit friendlier, and it seems that he has. Yeah, yeah. The um, media is he's been a lot more open. You know, to the he, media. Se- he seems to be he seems to have changed, yeah. uh, and people love that story. And when, when and if he ever wins a PGA tournament again, especially um, a Masters or a U.S. Open, if he's in the hunt oh, yeah. uh, on the front, on at the top of the leaderboard on on the fourth day, on the last day of a Masters or the U.S. Open, man, the like rating it's the ratings are going to go absolutely through the roof, and yeah. the crowd's going to go insane. Yeah. And that's and there's nobody else in golf today that can do that. <laughs> it's Tiger, and then there's everybody else. But going back to his game, Sean, um, he hasn't played a lot of golf in in the last three four years. Um, he's been he's had physical challenges 
multiple surgeries, back and knees, um, and he's uh, and he's in his forties, at an age where there haven't been a lot of major champions in their forties for and uh, for what reasons I don't understand, mm-hmm. uh, but historically there's been a big drop off in the ability of a golfer after the age of 40 to win a major. There are some exceptions, VJ. Yeah, some yeah. exceptions, but not that many. Obviously, right. Jack Nicholas at the age of 46. Yep. Uh, but those sort of tend to be like, they, you know, they're hit and misses. There's exactly. not that many. So Tiger's got... Like a fumble. He's got the physical <laughs> challenges... Uh, although you know you you know you you have a dialogue with Brandel Shambly, and I, I'm sure you yep. saw some of his comments this week. He thinks Tiger Swing is is back. I mean, he was yep. he was really impressed yep. with Tiger, and I know that you know you and Brandel uh, sort of see the golf swing from the same same perspective and the same vision. Similar, yeah. Similar. Um, I want to. I want to. So you've got the physical challenges. You've got the age factor. But and you let's talk about the mental factor. Yeah. Okay. And that that tends to show up more in the short game than anywhere else. Um, you know, Tiger can recover his swing and whatever. But when Tiger was obliterating opponents, he was doing it in a lot of different ways. But if he had a four to seven foot putt with with a money putt four to nine feet, he never missed it. No. Never. No. I remember that U.S. Open. I think it was 2008. He was up against Rocco Mediate. uh, And every time he was on 17 or 18, he had to sink a 10 to 15-foot putt to stay in the mix. And he always made it. And his opponents would look at him. And, you know, he'd make them. And that time he was playing against... uh, Chris DeMarco in the Masters, when he sunk that one that they play it's on a, TV all the time where it, huge... it rolled down the hill, and at the end it had the little little yeah. Nike logo, and it rolled in. That, I That's mean, it. only Tiger did that stuff. Yeah. And it, it mentally obliterated his opponents in a, in a lot of different ways. Because you knew, you knew he wasn't going right? to miss. And if you know the, the opponent's not going to miss, I, then it's, it's all I on you I found now, right? the biggest change in Tiger's game was, was, was his short game, his yeah. putter. His well, his he found he suddenly started getting the yips with his chipping. That's up here. That's it's, mental. It's also pain related. Okay. Yeah. It, you know. It's um. How do you how do you how do you get that back? Can you can he get that back? To, anywhere near to what he used to be? I, I think he can. You know because because of the fact that he's pain free. Like he he lived on a daily basis with this right. And even on the smallest of, of motions, if you're in pain, it's it's going to affect you, especially in the smallest of motions. And I'm, you remember the, at one point he says, my glutes weren't firing. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, where, look at is, is where his, his surgery was, where his fusion was, was right at the base of his spine, right above S1, right above the sacrum. And obviously, the, he had a lot of issues with, you know, pain shooting down his legs and issues with, with the glutes. So it's... Um, you know, now in retrospect, you realize, yeah, man, that there's there's a reason why he was saying those things. At the, at the time, they sounded a little funky, but uh, but now you you look back and you and you think, yeah, I think uh, I think he was in a world of hurt. Now that he's pain free, I think I think he'll get a short game back. I especially want to see him get his focus back, because because without that focus, what it's, you, Sean, what do you it. think of his long game, the drive, and man, he's he's sitting that he, out there. He's got 180 mile per hour ball speed for crying out loud. That's crazy. I mean, that's DJ territory. I mean, and, and you know, to hear Brad Faxon say, "Well, he was hitting it up with DJ half the time," 
he obviously has the power to, you know, in the upper echelon of the tour. So he has all the experience. I think I think uh, it bodes well for him. Because they were talking prior to this uh, tournament that they, uh, he was going to pick and choose the tournaments he goes in because of the <laughs> distance. But now, with, if he can play the long ball, he's in good shape, right? Yeah, I think he's in great shape. Uh, a few minutes left, Sean. I want to talk about uh, what our listeners can do to improve their game sure. over the winter time. Absolutely, uh, golf season. Uh, although the golf season in Southern Ontario yeah, isn't finished yet, because the courses were still open. some of the courses were still open yesterday. Yeah. So our course is still open. Isn't that wow. incredible? Yeah. I'm sure they'll probably Richmond Hill. Was... If you want to play golf, Richmond Hill. It. It's probably open today. Exactly, it is. Let, let's talk about an area that you've gotten into, and uh, I want to talk about a gentleman that you've been working with. And there's, you've got some videos, and uh, I'll lead it. In for you, a gentleman by the name of Ian Fraser, who's a PGA pro- yes. professional. You can find him at Total Golf Experience. He's doing some wonderful things about fitting people. TXG.ca, yes. Tell, tell us how fitting, tour golf especially because yeah. it's over the winter time. tell us about what Ian does yeah. and how that can make a difference in people's golf games. Well, um, this is exciting. We've we've just put out some videos on YouTube with that, so check and it where, out. And where do you find those videos? Just just dial my name is Sean Clement or Wisdom in Golf on YouTube and 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 put uh, CTXG and you'll see there's about four or five videos that we've put out. And the latest equipment, which is really exciting, on uh, launch monitors, uh, Foresight came out with the GC Quad. It's like. 36 lenses that examine, you know, the, 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 the launch angle and everything else. And they'll actually see where you're hitting it on the ball, on the club face, what the lie is at impact with all your clubs. And, um, man, it just, it just blew me away as far as the technology. Give, give us some, uh, yeah. give us some real world examples. Cause I know you brought, you, yep. I think the gentleman's name was Matt. I watched the video. It was, isn't your cameraman? Yeah, exactly. And, and I saw that you were doing it yep. and, and Ian, you know, he, he takes all this information yep. and and what he does what with it? Because you can literally, well, by fitting you properly, you can increase your distance well, this, significantly. To me, this is a fit. And it's not hocus pocus. You no, no, this is, this, is, this is the way I imagined club fitting 20 years ago. Because I knew you had to try. Everybody tells you they got the best product. But when you try a Callaway versus a Ping versus a TaylorMade, you'll notice they look different, they sound different, and they feel very different. Which one's best for you? Well, now he has that equipment, and he's got a drawer of every major manufacturer, all the latest club heads, and he's got all the latest shafts on the wall. Just an incredible facility. He's got the lie loft machine ready to go. He'll adjust the lie for you on the fly for you to. So, and it's just a hundred bucks for an iron fitting. It's just off the charts what this guy can now, do. No, this is, is this just for like low handicappers or, no. or pros? No, it's for it, it can improve the the game of the average yes. golfer. Cuz I mean way too often everybody listens in on the hype and the marketing and they'll go buy a club off the rack without even trying it and it's just it could be a monumental waste of time and money. So so and then you're trying to adjust and you're thinking what's wrong with me and all that stuff and then you realize hey you could you could have tried it next to a ping or something like that and you would have had way better numbers. And what's really interesting like I'm I'm hitting um you know, different, you know, especially in the indoor settings at this time of year, the track mans and the, um, the, you know, we have the flight scope. 
the, the numbers, because they're mathematical algorithms, the numbers can be a little skewed. This thing, the GC quad, is, is giving us really amazing numbers. I kind of see fitting as the most important thing. If a guy doesn't have the right clubs, well, yeah, he's so a plane. It right? starts off with try the ones that you like first, then well, you have here, them here. fit to your specifications, and then you got Here's a Here's the issue with the fitting, because, you know, I've bought golf clubs. You know, it's like generally, you know, unless you're a pro, yeah. unless you're an extremely low handicapper, where do most people buy their golf clubs? They go to Golf Town. That's it. Or they go to, and, you know, and they have... They do their best, let's be fair. Sure. But when you see an operation like Ian, Ian yeah. Fraser's, yeah. it's at a completely different level. Absolutely. And, um, well, it, you know, I got, I, you know, a few years back, I, I you know, I, there, was a, there was another place over by the airport. I think it was, I can't remember the name of it. And I got fit. Modern Golf. Modern Golf. Yeah. Uh, and I bought some new clubs. Yeah. Some new, and, you know, literally I was, I, I was there with four different six irons. Yeah. My existing one. And then we, we, we sh and it's like, by the time I was done, the same swing, I'm hitting the ball 20 yards longer with a yep. six iron. Yep. And, and it's just, it's all about spin. It's all about launch angle. It's just, all about just, these. We these, just did a driver fitting. It's all Matt. about the, these mathematical calculations. And it makes a difference if you are willing to, you know, if you're passionate enough to do that. And if you want to play golf for your, you know, especially if you're young, I'm at the end of my, you know, not the end of my days, but you know, I yeah. mean, if you're young in your 20s and you want to start off it's, in golf or whatever, do it now. It's about the fun. You'll factor. improve your game for the next 40, 50 years. Really, really quickly, Sean, we got a minute left. Yep. Uh, I know Ian's been working. I, I want you to tell us where our listeners can find Ian yep. and, and work on this on the internet. Yeah, uh, Tour so Experience Golf TXG.ca. And, uh, and he's got a couple of locations in the GTA. Yeah, one in Burlington and one uh, in the, on Scarsdale, which is uh, Leslie and York Mills area. And I know that he's got he's got a price list on there. He, you know, he's got a whole set of services that he provides, yep. and you know, he sets it all out ahead of time what it costs. Absolutely. Give him a, give him a call. Go see the facility. Just just go tell be us, a flying along. Tell us. I know that he's was he uh, fit. He did some work with Justin Rose. Yeah. Tell he, us all about that. He fit him with this awesome new shaft. We just put it's called a thousand dollar shaft video and uh, I couldn't believe the stability in that shaft it was a, a really cool sensation and he fits him with the shaft and off he goes and wins two in a row and almost almost makes it makes off with the uh, the Dubai <laughs> the race to Dubai he looked good yesterday too oh, oh he's roses in there yeah he's looking really good and uh, he also did the fittings for uh, DA points and DA points is really smoking the ball right now with his i200s from ping great stuff Sean unfortunately You've been, you know, the drill here. Yes, we run out of time. Right, uh, you know, these are day, we yeah. could talk all day, and we will. We'll get you back. Uh, certainly, a topic we need to discuss. Yep. Um, we've been talking to Sean Clement, WisdomInGolf.com. Sean Clement on YouTube. Check it out. Naz, I'm going to give you the last word. Go Bills, go against the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, if the Bills win, I want you in your Bills paraphernalia next week. It was my, it was my father -in birthday yesterday, and we're there. Everybody's at our, our house today for it. We're celebrating, and uh, we'll have the New England Buffalo game. Anyways, on. great stuff to all our listeners. Be safe. Have a fantastic week. We'll be back here again next Sunday morning at nine o'clock. All the best. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.